welcome back to Redirected. My name is Andrew East, and this is a show where we sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, really anybody who has experienced a pivot or change in life. I call these changes redirections, and at some point or another, we all go through them. So I want to sit down with people who have made it through these changes well in hopes to glean wisdom for myself and share that wisdom with you. Today, we're continuing our Forbes 30 Under 30 series where we sit down with young, passionate people who have a vision to change the future. And I'm excited to say that today we sit down with Nikhil Goel. Nikhil and I are both graduates of Vanderbilt University, so I enjoyed our overlap there. And Nikhil talks to us about how he took his childhood passion from growing up in Huntsville, Alabama, which is known as Rocket City, the appreciation of all things that fly, into co-founding Uber's Elevate program and the Uber Copter program, which is Uber for helicopters, as wild as that is. Nikhil has such a unique perspective on life. I really appreciate his ambition and his approach. Um, He talks to us about what that experience was like at Uber and ultimately how he walked away from that to build his own thing, which he shares a little bit about. It's a little bit of a tease. But if you want to find out more about Nikhil and what he's up to, the things that he's done, I'll link his information in the show notes down below. We're honored that he joined us today. And I hope you enjoy what he had to share. Before we jump into it, if you haven't subscribed to the show or given it a rating, please do so on whatever platform you're listening on. It really helps us out. So let's go ahead and jump into this one with Nikhil Goel. Nikhil, thanks so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Hey, so I just got to ask, when you say you went to Vanderbilt University, are we talking about the same school that I went to? Because somehow you ended up walking (laughs) out of there way smarter than, than I am. No, no. I look proud Vanderbilt graduate, uh, most phenomenal four years of my life and proud to know folks like you who are fellow alumni. (laughs) So I'm curious. I I love to hear people's origin stories. If you could tell us about what it was like growing up, where you came from and and kind of the the foundation that's gotten you to where you are today. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Uh, look, I grew up in Huntsville, Alabama, which uh, a little bit of a weird place for a California boy to grow up, but uh, incredible place to actually be a child who was enamored with all things science and math. Uh, Huntsville, Alabama is known as, uh, probably better known as the Rocket City. You know, everybody in the town either works for NASA or works in the Army. My dad um, has built uh, drones and defense systems for, uh, for our government for a long time. And my, uh, my mom's a banker. And, you know, I like to think of myself as a little piece of both of them. I've got the finance part of me, but I'm also an engineer at heart. And so that was my upbringing. I, you know, started small businesses. I was always a tinker taking apart my computer and programming video games. And I think all of that, the first 18 years of my life that I spent in Alabama and the next four that I spent in Nashville going to Vanderbilt has been uh, foundational for me, my career and the person I am today. What made you choose Vandy? I'm curious. Yeah, listen, I I wanted to stay close to home. uh, And so Nashville is a phenomenal place to be. And Vanderbilt is one of those rare universities which has top-notch academics and also happens to be a very well-rounded student body that knows how to have fun. And uh, so many of the relationships I formed there during school have carried through to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me what year you graduated. Was it when we were good at football or bad at football? It was, uh, I started when we were good at football. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I came in uh, in 09, graduated in 13. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you're one year ahead of me. Um, 
Yeah, that was, yeah, those are good years. But so I understand after Vandy, you've worked at McKinsey, YouTube, Xbox, um, Uber. Tell me about your career trajectory post graduation. Yeah, well, post graduation. You know, so I, I spent. Uh, I had always grown up in Alabama. I wanted to be Silicon Valley. I, I wanted to spend time in these large tech companies that I'd grown up using, and so I was very lucky to. Spent some time at Microsoft working on Xbox. Uh, very fortunate. Spent time at Google working on the YouTube team. Um, products that I know and love even to this day. Um, and I started a couple of companies. I started a company with some Vandy guys doing online education. Um, started another company focused on emerging markets and on-demand labor there. Um, and then I went to McKinsey for a while, which for me was a phenomenal opportunity to um, do a little bit of the tried and true and also spend time with some of the most iconic fortune 500 brands around the world, learning how these companies tick. Uh, and then five years ago, I joined Uber. I joined Uber because to me, Uber is one of the greatest consumer products ever built. It's something that I, at that point was using twice, thrice a day. And um, I was very lucky to come in at a time when we were, a couple of thousand employees and be a small part of the growth to 30,000 plus employees. That is insane. Walk me through what, what do you categorize as the Silicon Valley type? I feel like it is kind of a very unique mix of like an ambitious technician, you know, like it, it, it does. So I, I spent okay. uh, two or three years out there in Oakland when I was with the Raiders and the, the energy right. that's out there, as far as the startup culture, the knowledge, just like the, I mean, the average IQ has to be higher there than anywhere else in the, in the country. But tell, tell me. Uh, yeah. Well, well, listen, I, I think Silicon Valley is not a place, but a mindset, you know, uh, it's certainly not anything to do with IQ. I think that there are smart, incredible people all across this country. And I think that that's more true now than ever in a world where you don't have to be in the same city as the people that you're working with. I think what I learned from Silicon Valley is the, uh, a couple of things. One is that it is very, very possible to break the status quo where you can take any industry, you know, personally aviation uh, to finance, to legal, to real estate, and you can completely flip a hundred years of tradition onto its head through software. Um, and to me, that's kind of the heart of the Silicon Valley mindset. Um, it's about breaking problems down into first principles and asking why they have to be that way and seeing if you can change them with a group of really motivated people. And then it is the mindset to attack that problem and that mission with a lot of heart, a lot of hustle, um, and a lot of fast iteration. I think those are the three things that I learned from Silicon Valley. You certainly don't have to be in California to feel it. I, I, I'm actually in a hacker house now in Sedona, Arizona with seven people from Silicon Valley. And we have brought that culture with us here to the middle of the Arizona desert. It sounds like you're literally living the show Silicon Valley. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but a hacker house somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Of, who knows? Um, is there a downside to the from your experience, like the Silicon Valley mindset of flipping that tradition on its head. I, I know that I guess recently there's it, the Silicon Valley world has taken some slack with, you know, instances like WeWork and, and stuff like that, where 
you know, sometimes tradition does prove useful. Uh, what's your take on that? One thing that I realized at Silicon Valley being a part of a bunch of companies there is that a lot of people have been born and raised in the Valley or in California. And that being said, right, you're building products for the entire world. When I was at Uber, uh, only a very small percentage of our users were in the Valley. Most of our users were in places like Hangzhou, like New Delhi, like London, like New York, like Nashville. That's where our users were. And the ability for me to empathize with users in New Delhi and users in Nashville um, I think was exceptionally high because I'd spent a lot of time in those places. Mm-hmm. And I think often what I've seen in the Valley with teams who are exceptionally bright, exceptionally motivated, exceptionally mission driven is that they sometimes don't have that empathy and that aperture with which to view the world. And so um, I don't know if you'd call it a downside, but I think it's certainly an area where we as, as founders and entrepreneurs could do a better job. Mm. How does one begin in Huntsville, Alabama, end up in a hacker house in Arizona? Like, growing up in Indiana, I do feel like uh, you're just not exposed to, like my dad built houses. So the the possibility or my knowledge of how to start a software company was way more limited than someone who maybe lived in Oakland and whose dad worked for a software company. You know what I'm saying? How did you, sure. how, how were you able to make that work? Sure. Well, look, I was lucky to have a father who um, to this day is incredibly technical and he taught me how to use a computer at the age of five. He taught me how to program at the age of eight and it was, a, you know, both of my parents were extremely supportive of anything I wanted to do in the arena. And I was lucky to have a computer I was building video games. I was using the internet. I was learning all day and all night. And being in that environment, you know, Huntsville is a really unique town. It's got the most PhDs per capita in the entire United States. And so being in an environment that is just really rich with uh, great thinkers and spaceships and rockets uh, really helps get the imagination going. And so I owe a lot to that upbringing. Yeah. Uh, tell me about your love of, of, as you say, aviation. I know, I know that, that Alabama is, or sorry, Huntsville is known as rocket town. Your experience with Uber ties in with that. Walk me through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, when I was at Uber, I joined to help lead a large part of the emerging markets team. So I was focused on places like China and India and helping the business, uh, build a really unique product in those markets. Um, I then went on to help lead the Rider app redesign, uh, which was really cool for me, kind of an exploration into design and UX. And um, about a year into the company, you know, the company had 5X in size. And um, I was just starting to think about, you know, we built this incredible product where you could push a button and get a ride. Hmm. I started thinking a lot about what more that platform could be. And I kind of said, you know, wouldn't it be cool if you could push a button and get a flight? And I was lucky to work with a couple of really great executives who really like the idea. You think about Travis Kalanick, our former CEO, Jeff Holden, our former CPO. We're very encouraging to explore this. And I hooked up with a couple of people at NASA who um, most importantly were able to illustrate that the technology to do what I was thinking, which was uh, San Francisco to San Jose or Manhattan to JFK in 10 minutes uh, was available. 
um, in the form of all electric vertical takeoff and landing air taxis. And um, I just became enamored. I, I learned everything I could about the industry. And ultimately, we ended up deciding that it would be a really great opportunity to build a program at Uber to fast forward to this world of urban aviation on demand. Uh, and that's what uh, I was very lucky to grow a team and help build over the last four years at Uber. It's so amazing to be speaking with someone like you who has an idea, has a dream, and then says, all right, let's make it happen. Let me talk to the people I need to to, to, to talk to who can help make this happen. Let me just start brainstorming, like, what, what, what are the, what's the infrastructure that can help make this run? It's inspiring to me. Um, thank you for having, I guess, the courage. I don't know what quality you would identify that as, but it is, it is really unique I'm not sure that you're maybe self-aware of it, but it's amazing. Well, thank you for saying that. I mean, look, you, you also have been an inspiration to so many of us that graduated uh, Vanderbilt, just watching people from our university succeed and go off and do phenomenal things. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm caught in between calling you like the LeBron James of aviation, maybe the Albert (laughs) Einstein of aviation. I can't decide which one is more accurate, but well, that, that, means, that means a lot coming from you, Andrew. <laughs> All right, so exciting news as of like a couple days ago. So you had this amazing experience at Uber. Um, you recently announced that after five years there, you're moving on to something else. Tell us about that. Look, uh, I spent five incredible years at Uber. And uh, as I was talking about the Silicon Valley mindset, five years at Uber feels a lot like 50 somewhere else. And, uh, you know, it was just time. It was time for me to take everything I learned over the last five years about building really great technology, about uh, the relationships that I'd made for life and take a shot at building something new that's, that's my own. And there, there have been a few things that I'd really been wanting to get a shot. One of them's taken hold as of late. And so here we are in this hacker house in Sedona, Arizona, trying to build it. And, uh, you know, it may not work. I think it will. And, uh, we've been very fortunate to experience a lot of early success already. Is someone like you more prone to risk, would you say than average? I think so. You know, I, 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 um, I think I've gotten the conservative things kind of, uh, off my, off my plate. Right. I I've done the consulting thing, yeah. uh, that, that, you know, a Vanderbilt graduate is supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I've spent time at large tech companies and all of these experiences, right. They say you can only connect the dots looking backwards. I think that's led me to a place where now it's time to do something that doesn't have, uh, as great of a fallback plan that, uh, isn't as safe uh, as a hell of a lot more exciting. And, um, for me, that gets me up in the morning. What you didn't have this mentality 10 years ago before you did all these, those things though. You're just saying now that you've, you've checked all the boxes per se and realized like, ah, consulting, even though a Vandy grad supposed to do that, that's not what I'm called to do this. Like working at Uber, I could probably be there for another 10 years, but I'm, I'm meant for something else that is that what primed you for this mentality now? A little bit, but look, I've always been somebody who's not afraid to do that on my own is, is a new adventure now. I know, I know that, uh, you've had already so much incredible success and you're barely 30. 
how do you view your future? Like, you know, you still got 35 years until retirement. What do you think? <laughs> like, what is someone like you who's accomplished so much, has done so much? What do you, what gets you up and excited? And what are you dreaming about? I uh, really enjoy spending time with incredible people um, that are doing great things for the world. And, uh, you know, what we're building here in the hacker house is one of those things. Of all the things you've done, what are you most proud of, Nikhil? I, I really enjoyed when I was at Uber uh, building a phenomenal team. Uh, there is no equivalent of that. And so uh, for me, that's what I was most proud of at Uber. Um, that's what I'm most proud of that we're doing here in the Hacker House. And I think that will always continue to be, for me, something I'm really proud of and, and something I see as a mark of success. Awesome. And then last question here for you, Nikhil. When you look back on your experiences, uh, I'm sure you've had some amazing mentors, some incredible insight that you've gleaned uh, from people around you and from your own experiences. What are three pieces of advice uh, that resonate most with you uh, that you would share with the audience? Well, look, one of the things that uh, mentors had been telling me for years was to you know, leave the big company life and take a little bit more risk go build something that I'm passionate about and that I would be an owner of versus a part owner of. And, you know, uh, all things considered, maybe that's something I should have done a couple of years ago, but certainly as I was looking at leaving Uber to do something new and I thought about, Hey, I could go take a job somewhere or I could go build my own thing. The advice from so many of my close mentors and family who know me very well, uh, reigned supreme. And it was very clear to me that this is what my calling in life was to do, was to go build and be an entrepreneur and take a little bit of risk. Wow. Nikhil, when I think about people who might change the future, you're at the top of the list. And uh, it's an honor that you took the time to sit down with us. Um, I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm, that I'm a fellow Commodore as well. And uh, I'm excited to stay connected and, and help you in whatever way I can um, help you realize your dream. So appreciate the time. Of course, anchor down. Thanks for the time. That's right, man.